As Pastor Amanda shared, we're in the middle of an eight-week series on the Lord's Prayer, and we have come to the point in the prayer where we pray, give us this day our daily bread. And so we give thanks for Clara's reading of God's provision of manna in the wilderness in Exodus. And we turn now to the Gospel of Mark, the sixth chapter, for another story of God's provision. So listen now to the Word of God. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all they had done and taught. And he said to them, come away to a desert place all by yourself and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And so they went away in a boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them and hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of Jesus and the disciples. As he went ashore, Jesus saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began teaching them many things. And when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now very late. Send them away, so they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy something for themselves to eat. But Jesus answered them, You give them something to eat. They said to him, are we to go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And Jesus said to them, how many loaves have you? Go and see. And when they found out, they said five and two fish. And Jesus ordered them to get all the people to sit down on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and of fifties. And taking the five loaves and two fish, Jesus looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them. And all ate, and all were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of fish. And those who had eaten the loaves numbered 5,000 men. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Come, Holy Spirit, heavenly dove, with all thy quickening power. Come shed abroad a Savior's love that it may kindle ours. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. If you were here on Easter Sunday this year, you know that it was a joyful and amazing and bustling day. It was um, an everything in the kitchen sink kind of day. We had handbells ringing and brass instruments and a full choir and a flower cross outside that was beautifully decorated and a sanctuary full of decorations and everyone in their Easter finest and choral music that lifted us to the heights and a sermon and communion. There was a lot going on that day. 
to declare that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. But amidst all that joyful hubbub, there was a moment this past Easter Sunday that you may have missed. Because as a larger-than-expected crowd filled this sanctuary at 11 a.m., our communion team was standing in the back watching this crowd, and I watched them disappear down into the kitchen to find an additional loaf of bread. And while I was standing here preaching the Easter sermon, I watched one of those servers sneak up this aisle and into the sacristy that you may not know is behind me. And while you were hearing God's word, they were furiously cutting more bread and filling more cups of juice because they had prepared communion for 180 people and there were more than 300 people in the sanctuary that morning. And as we gathered around the table, they were standing with the disciples, like you heard in this text, wondering whether this meal that had been set for all of us would actually be enough. And Emma and I blessed the bread and broke it and said, these are the gifts of God for the people of God. And we came down to serve communion and you started coming down the center aisles and you kept coming and you kept coming. And we said the bread of life for you, and the bread of life for you. And then the elders replaced the trays, and people kept coming. And then they replaced the trays again, and people kept coming, and eventually one of us took the loaf of bread that we had broken and started tearing off pieces of that bread to serve. But an amazing thing happened. All were fed, and all were filled, just like Mark's gospel. And there were still leftovers. That's what resurrection abundance looks like, the bread of life that feeds us all. And it is not just an Easter Sunday moment. It's the story that Jesus had been telling throughout his whole ministry as well. The feeding of the 5,000, I'm guessing, is not a new story for most of us. And we know that the end of the story is this amazing gift that there was enough to feed 5,000 people. But that Easter morning, we looked at the crowd here like the disciples through the lens of scarcity, worried, worried that there wasn't possibly going to be enough. The disciples asked Jesus, are we to go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them? You can imagine them saying, there's not enough uh, money in the fellowship budget for this. And Jesus asks them what they have. Five loaves and two fish, they say, and they look at each other as if this cannot possibly be enough. But Jesus is undeterred. Because Jesus doesn't see through the lens of scarcity. Jesus, the bread of life, sees a hungry crowd and says, feed them. And the result was 12 baskets full of broken pieces. 12 baskets full sounds like more than they started with. Now, I don't know that we will ever be able to exactly explain what happened that morning in Galilee. We may never know whether the five loaves was like the little bit of yeast in last week's parable that miraculously multiplied, or whether the disciples went down to the kitchen or to a group in the crowd 
like our communion servers on Easter and found additional provisions, I'm not sure it really matters. Because the outcome of that day is that there was abundance, overflowing baskets more than enough. The kingdom of God that we pray for in the Lord's Prayer is like that, abundant, full of green pastures and enough for us all. And as Emma reminded us last week, whether we are ready for it or not, the kingdom of God is not just good, but very good. And it is coming among us. And so right after praying, thy kingdom come in the Lord's prayer, we ask God to give us our daily bread. And just like the kingdom that is unfolding before our very eyes, Jesus doesn't just fulfill our prayer for daily bread. Jesus offers leftovers, abundance. There's not abundance because the disciples or we have so much or the right kind of faith. There's not abundance because the disciples or we have unlimited resources to go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread, the equivalent of spending half of the church's annual budget on one meal. There's abundance because the kingdom of God is at hand. There is abundance because Jesus himself is the bread. In John's gospel, Jesus says to us, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Jesus is the bread in this story, and with Jesus, there is always more than enough. Now, on the one hand, the feeding of the 5,000, much like our prayer, is about the very real hunger that we need for daily sustenance. Our petition in the Lord's Prayer is about our need to be fed. But the crowd gathered and the disciples themselves, they were actually hungry and tired and they needed their basic needs met. And Jesus saw that physical need. But Jesus is always one to see beyond the physical need or the surface level prayer that we may offer. Jesus responds to our prayers in a way that offers grace upon grace. Jesus' response to the physical need of the crowd was to help them see not only that God would provide for their daily needs, just as God had done for the Israelites in the wilderness. Jesus wanted them to see that when Christ is at work among us, when Jesus is our bread, what we are offered is more than enough to satisfy our hunger. We're offered life and love and grace and mercy and forgiveness that satisfy our soul's hunger. When that's what it means to be fed, there's more than enough to go around. There's leftovers, abundance, bread still to share. As I look around this church, the story I told you about Easter Sunday is not an isolated story at Morningside. For any of you who have eyes to see, Jesus seems to be offering abundance in this place again and again and again. In a few moments, we'll meet our newest members and rejoice that our family of faith grows, and every time there are new faces in this community, we learn that our gifts aren't just added to but multiplied because when we find points of connection with one another, 
The gifts are ones that keep on giving. But it's not just about our membership numbers. It's also about members of this community who are growing up here. When I arrived three years ago, the youth group on an average Sunday was like a baker's dozen. Under Emma's able leadership, it continues to grow, and if you all noticed the pictures on Facebook, you would know there were 24 middle schoolers slip and sliding down the front of the church two weeks ago. Y'all pray for Amanda, or pray for Emma too. <laughs> but it's not just that, right? It's also the 30 kids from MPC Kids this past Wednesday who were outside in our parking lot for the Wild Wacky Water Wednesday under Amanda's leadership. And that group was full of new faces and preschool families that are looking for ways to, come to connect. And the kids did a number on 12 pizzas, but there were leftovers. And it's 110 kids at Vacation Bible School this past summer. Ask Tom Daniel and Laura Ulip, but that's a lot of snacks. But there were leftovers. And it's a parent Sunday school class that two years ago, if you peeked your head in the session room, everybody had this like, is there a Sunday school class in here? And as I walked by this morning, there, the door was shut because there was too much laughter and the room was full. It's the more than 15 neighborhood groups and community groups that meet in this building, everything from Tai Chi to Alcoholics Anonymous to the Atlanta Gay Men's Chorus to the Farmer's Market in our parking lot. There is not a night of the week that this building is not used by our neighborhood and community. And it's 25 singers across multiple generations who will fill this room with an abundance of sound and spirit this afternoon at the Morningside Gala, and the gifts that flow from their labor of love will keep on giving in the music and mission ministries such that there are leftovers to share with our partners all across the city. These aren't things that we just do because we're a church. In every one of those scenes are experiences of love and grace and hope and promise and care and compassion, just like Jesus showed the crowd that day. In each of those stories are slices of the kingdom of God that is unfolding right before us, our daily bread. There's abundance in this place, and it's bread from God soul food meant to be shared. It's Christ's community that satisfies and sustains us so that all are filled. There is a difference between the manna from heaven that God provided to Moses and the Israelites in the wilderness and Jesus feeding the 5,000. For Moses and the Israelites, if you were listening to the reading, God provided exactly bread enough for each day. Try to take more than your share and it would rot. But when Jesus fed the 5,000, our prayer for daily bread results in more than enough. Not just a few bits of extra, but baskets full. Fridges full. And here's the funny thing about today's gospel story. Mark tells us there were 12 baskets of extras. But we don't know what happened to the leftovers. Mark's gospel moves right along. It takes a pretty quick, click, quick clip. There we go. But 
Immediately following this, the disciples set sail on the boat. Jesus goes off to a deserted place to pray, and their prayer for daily bread had been fulfilled. And we have no idea what happened to the leftovers. But I think it's an important question to ask. What are we supposed to do with these scenes of abundance? If we were in the crowd that day, having just been fed by Jesus, what is our responsibility when Jesus takes off and leaves us with 12 baskets of leftovers? So I have a confession to make. We cook a lot at our house, and we often make more than we need on a given night for dinner. And so at the end of every dinner, we do what you're supposed to do, and we dig through the drawer of mismatched Tupperware looking for a bottom and a top that match, and we put our leftovers in the fridge. And we have really good intentions about those leftovers. Most weeks, we even schedule a leftovers night to make sure that we're not wasting. But every Sunday night... Before we take the trash cans out to the end of the driveway, we open the fridge and we do the weekly audit, and inevitably we find some Tupperware that is growing something hairy in the back of our fridge, leftovers that need to throw out, that we need to throw out. Tell me I'm not alone. The scene in our fridge feels like what happens when the Israelites try to collect too much manna and keep it for themselves. It rots. And it isn't good for anyone. And it feels like an awful waste. So I believe this scene of abundance in Mark's gospel, where Jesus is the bread of life, calls for a different kind of response. Surely someone in the crowd that day looked at those baskets as Jesus walked off to a deserted place to, to pray and said, this bread, this experience needs to be shared. We can't just leave it here for the birds to eat. Maybe they passed out an extra portion for everyone to take on their journey home, a reminder of God's sustenance. Or maybe they got together and carried those baskets to that neighboring town and shared them in the city square, a meal that kept on giving. We may never know exactly what happened to those leftovers. But this story is the only miracle story that appears in all four Gospels, and so I have to believe this. Those leftovers didn't get thrown out on trash day. Those leftovers went with the crowds back to their homes and villages as an answer to prayer, as a physical sign of God's daily bread, as a story of God's provision that was shared again and again and again around tables all across Galilee until we could hear the story today. We pray each week, give us this day our daily bread. And Jesus answers that prayer with abundance, enough for leftovers. So I wonder how God is calling us to respond to that overflowing abundance at Morningside. May we pray about that together this day. Amen.